Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Minas. 7 a.m. Good morning. Here on a Saturday in August, it is T to Green coming your way for two hours today. It's PGA Championship Week as we do for the four majors. We go double the time. T to Green coming your way presented by the Western New York PGA which we'll talk about for quite a bit here throughout the show today. Woods to Wedge is inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Michelob Ultra, Custom Turf, and our home clubs, where we are today, Fox Valley and Tantara and Briarwood. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis, and also with us, Western New York PGA Executive Director Steve Barkowski, as we're coming your way for two hours here today from the Fox Valley Club in Lancaster. Lots on the PGA Championship coming up over the course of the two hours, so we'll have a full breakdown of our opinions of what has gone on so far in the first two days from Quail Hollow. We'll talk with Steve throughout hour number one. He'll be joining us here from 7 to 8. We'll talk PGA Championship. We'll talk about the Western New York PGA and uh, what Western New York PGA does across Western New York. So uh, we'll have that throughout the first hour. Second hour, PGA Pro Tim Freeze, who's a regular contributor to the show from Transit Valley. He is down at the event at Quail Hollow at the PGA Championship, working very hard, by the way. Yeah. And he's going to join us <laughs> in hour number yeah. two. Uh, every two weeks in a row, we've had a freeze on the show. We yeah. had David Freeze from Oak Hill. That's last, right. Last That's it. Yeah, Freeze is working real hard. Yeah. That's right. Kevin, good morning. A, uh, a view here from the Western New York PGA cabin, the headquarters here at Fox Valley. I was going to take a vote between the three of us to see if this could be our, our permanent studio. Like this patio. We have to build it. You're yeah. more than welcome. No, no, I was going to I was oh. gonna work on Steve to build that. Oh, Steve that. to yeah, build yeah, it. Yeah, and yes. thank you, Steve, for the, the welcome there. Yeah, this would be this is a cool spot. Yes, Matter of fact, I, I'm going to start post-round coming over here and just kind of hanging out. Yeah, you feel like you're in the woods. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah you got the crick babbling in front of us, the woods, the trees. It's nice. It's relaxing. I get the brick oven pizza going over there. Right. Yeah. It's burdened, yes. In, in that little stove. I'll talk to Ray over here at Fox Valley and see if I can do that at men's league night. I'm not even putting my hand near that stove, I'll tell you that. Well, you shouldn't, <laughs> Jeff. I mean, it, it is hot. So. No, it's old. Absolutely. Steve Barkowski, the executive director of the Western PGA, is with us. Steve, good morning. Thanks for having us. Good morning, gentlemen. Welcome to the cabin at Fox Valley. Yes, it is a, it is a nice spot. The, uh, the overlook of the ninth and the first tee. Right from here. It's club championship weekend here yeah. at Fox, by the way. So Round you know, two today? <laughs> round two course today. looked in great shape when we were, I was walking around. Yeah, we can uh, – we'll see which members come up and play. I might heckle a few. Some of them might just say, all right, quiet. What time, do <laughs> round, what time does the round start? 
Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I didn't look at the tee times on it. So I'm not playing in it. So <laughs> I'm playing in a charity event later today. So I, I, I booked that way earlier in the season, not looking at the golf calendar here at Fox Valley. So. Many of the members breathing a sigh of relief, right, Kevin. Right. <laughs> competitively, you will no not doubt. be playing. I, I, I figured there was a qualifier. In, in, in yeah. Nice. Uh, believe me, it's always some 20-year-old kid, right, who can hit the ball a mile and, and makes putts. Uh, well, I want the over-under on how many charity events you play in a year. Whew. Yeah. You, know, you know what? We got two hours. Real quick, what do, you, what do you think it is? I'm going to say 12. I was gonna well, go. that's a good over-under line right there. I'm going to say 12. I was going to guess 15. Uh, 15 might be the over this year. Although the, the most I played in one year was it was uh, our late great friend Mark Pacer, yep. um, whom I still miss, just drove by his uh, uh, site the other day. Anyhow, um, the one summer he and I played in a lot of them together, mm. and Mark was just a great guy, and I had played in 23 Woo. 23 charity events. I got six rounds in so far. Yes. I, yeah. I think I got seven. <laughs> and uh, so 23, um, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's, that's a, lot a lot of scrambles. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'm uh, thrilled to be um, helping out the charities. Uh, you know, because golf raises a lot of money for a lot of great causes, not only here in Western New York, but all the way on PGA Tour. You know, they're nonprofits set up that way to donate monies back in their community, uh, the tour events. And locally, you know, the Monday outings uh, are here, and they've they've leaked over throughout the week. I just played in one at uh, the Park Club uh, last week for ECMC, and they do a great job with it. And so golf really brings people together and raises a lot of money and awareness for uh, causes out there and people in need. And one thing, when we were here a few weeks ago, we did our Duster Challenge, our putting event, and had a great time. And part of the reason of, of the, the proceeds for the day, we were able to donate to the Western York PGA Foundation. I know Steve's going to talk a little about that in a minute here, Kevin. But yeah, the great work that they do. With yeah, it, yes. but I mean, like the, those events like that are what golf is about. I know that just from watching the PGA Championship coverage this week on TV, we've heard... Uh, from various PGA members and some of the board of directors talking about just what they're doing for communities. Every time golf goes around the world doing what they do, there's, in some sense, there's always some sort of charitable work going on, which is, I think, one thing that's attractive to all of us about the game is the giving back well, portion. And, and the it. nice part is, and you know, I'll, I'll use our event, the Duster yeah. Challenge, you don't have to be good. Right. You don't have to be you know, great. Uh, everybody can putt. And so everybody can participate in that, and it's an event. It's fun, and oh, by the way, we're raising money for charity, so life's yeah, good. And that's you know, and one, a couple of years ago, I tried to gather the data on how much the Western New York PGA raises in a year through all their Monday events, through the foundations throughout the years. It's it's really hard because there's so many events. Every club pro is having an event on a Monday, and there's a charity here and a charity there. And and as you said, we talked about this before. It is a great thing about golf that we always. It's one of those games that's always giving back. I mean, the core concept of golf. Almost every tournament you have is for some charity. There's there's not for profit golf tournaments. They're all for charities. Well, and you, you just look at it around the golf, and this is a great uh, uh, thing to bring Mr. Bartkowski in here um, uh, to talk about. It. You know. It, it's your professionals, Steve. Um, it is the equipment manufacturers whom you guys do business with who donate uh, gear to it. It is the facilities who donate rounds of golf um, and, and other items. It is food vendors here in, in western New York and, uh, you know, Michelob Ultra 
um, it, through Triad Distributing. They donate a lot. I know uh, your partners at Certo donate uh, certainly a lot to to not only you but uh, you know other events. So it's everybody coming together. Right, it's it's a group effort. I mean, I just think about our our PGA Hope program here with the veterans, and and one Fox Valley donates the range for us. Two Titleist gives us golf balls to use. And three, we had clubs from all around our areas, our PGA professionals that donated equipment for the for the, the veterans for us to be able to just run it as free of charge to them. So it's it's a group effort and yes, like Jeff said, we raise our PGA professionals raise a ton of money we can't even, you know, kinda quantify throughout the year. I mean we were just at our Holiday Valley Pro Am. Um they raised eight thousand dollars for the local library down there. And I mean that's week in and week out every day at the different clubs. So, you know, when, when the web.com was in town, the, the tournament director actually said a pretty interesting thing that I took back that uh, how he quantifies a successful tournament. It's not who the winner was or what the round was or how the weather was. It's how much money did you raise for charity because that's the bottom line in tournaments and that's the bottom line of golf. You give back to the game. Steve Arkowski from the Western New York PGA joining us here as we are at Fox Valley and on the patio of the Western New York PGA cabin. Brian Koziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Medes. We're with you for two hours. It's PGA Championship Week here on WGR. The cabin itself is a spot that the Western New York PGA moved into, what, about maybe a year and a half ago? Last so ago, year. Last, last year. Spring. Yeah. So um, I know we had you on earlier in the year, but just I think that there's still some people and obviously some new listeners with us here this morning. Uh, just t- Can you just maybe talk about the cabin, talk about maybe just the, the, the daily kind of process of what the Western Europe PGA does so people can kind of um, kind of hear what sort of impact and what things are happening here in Western New York golf-wise. And tell us what you thought about Sammy Watkins being here. All right, no, <laughs> well, first of all, I'll tell you what, I haven't I haven't had the opportunity to just sit out on this patio in the morning, but I think I might try to do this more often. This is a pretty nice view out here. Um, but the Western New York PGA, we have about 275 PGA professionals around the uh, Buffalo, Rochester, and Erie, PA, such as Jeff Medes, your, your head pros, assistant pros, teaching pros at the clubs. And um, <clears throat> the idea of the Western York PGA and what our mission is is to grow the game of golf. Um, so what we do, we run junior programs, we run foundation programs, um, basically a ton of programming and tournaments to get kids and those that are you know, really unable to get into golf, into golf, uh, make the sport inclusive, um, you know, our our main goal is, is continuing to grow the game in the Western New York section, um, whether it be through, you know, teaching veterans on the range, whether it be through we have 240 kids on our junior tour that play week in, week out. Um, there's different ways we do that. And, and, you know, the best thing about it is seeing these PGA professionals day in and day out what they do at their clubs because it's amazing to me um, how inspiring these PGA professionals are, you know, uh, Jeff's up this morning on the radio show, and then I'm sure he's going back to park to do whatever they do, 190 rounds today. But um, they work really hard, tirelessly, day in and day out. Um, and, you know, you look back at some of the best players in the world, Jordan Spieth. I don't know if you've been watching the PGA Championship and the hashtag thanks PGA Pro. Every good player um, in the world has been taught by a PGA professional, I guarantee you. These these individuals around Western New York <clears throat> are the most knowledgeable in the business, uh, whether it comes to swing, whether it comes to just getting into the game of golf. So um, I encourage everyone who's listening to this show, if 
If you're thinking about getting interested in the game of golf or you'd never really thought about doing it before, call me. Call me at the office here. Send me an email. I'll hook you up with a PGA professional, um, <clears throat> and they'll just try it. You know, it's it's – Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and the reason you go to a PGA professional, hey, this is what we do all day, every day. Right. If you're taking advice from your buddy and your buddy's telling you to keep your head down, you know, you took your eye off the ball, keep your left arm straight, <laughs> throw the club out at the target, and you need to do this point. They have no idea what they're talking about, to be honest, most of the time. And they're just passing along old adages that they've heard, and it's not helping your game. And if you're going to get into the game, it's not expensive. It's to get a few lessons, to get started, to, to run through some of these programs, just grab a friend. Like I always tell you know, people, get a buddy or get a girlfriend if you're a woman and, and go get a lesson with somebody. It's actually fun. You'll have fun, and then you'll see why people love the game of golf and why we do what we do in, in our industry. Well, I, I always say, like, if you have a root canal, who are you going to? Are you going to a buddy or are you going to a dentist? You're yeah. going to the professional. When, right. you're, when you're trying to get in golf, go right. to the PGA professional because you want to learn the best. And if you learn from your buddy, you may not learn the best tactics, and you may not enjoy the game, but... If you learn from a PGA professional, you're going to have more fun. I've seen hundreds of thousands of golf swings, yes, and we've analyzed <laughs> tens of thousands of people on video. And your buddy, he's uh, he's not doing that during the what, day. So. What is the what is the most common piece of advice that you hear from people giving to someone else? Both of you chime in on this. That is oh. incorrect. Oh, I love to keep your head down. Yeah. Keep yeah. Your oh, head you're down. not keeping your eye on the ball. Oh, you didn't even watch it. And then I always demonstrate that I can swivel my head out of the way. And, like, you know, you watch a lot of good players, or their ha- eyes are actually turned towards the target at impact. You can hit balls with your eyes closed. It's ne- people's heads never pop up. It's their hips thrust forward. And that's when people will top it or lose their angles or, or miss their shot. Um, the other one I like is throwing the club out towards the target like it's a straight line. Ooh, just swing that club out to the target. Never. <laughs> that's a funny one, actually. But um, so those are the ones I hear. You know, you get the a incorrect ones. Yeah, yeah, the incorrect ones. Left arm straight. Um, you know, those. So things. now, so now we should just tell tell our uh, friends, hey, you're throwing your hips out yeah. instead of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> instead of you pick, you're, you're picking part. your head up. No, yeah. your hips are thrusting forward. Yeah, there, right. you know? yeah. You're losing your angles. Yeah, you want to maintain your angles. No, too, you're. <laughs> what 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 you're. What you guys are right about um, is you know you've seen so many swings. Mm-hmm through lessons and repetitive and, and just being uh, on the range and right man. yeah well knowing your own swing yep. and knowing how to how to correct that you can spot something right away uh what's been done mm-hmm. and um mark immelman is is uh, a golf coach uh who i work with sometimes uh pj radio and we'll, we'll talk about golf swings determined like wow he'll see a swing and immediately you know, do that from giving, you know, seeing those hundreds of thousands yep. of swings and teaching his brother Trevor and just all yeah. these things. They can spot it immediately, uh, you know, what things are. So, yes, PGA pros are experts. If you – listen, you spend so much money in this game, equipment, greens fees, looking like Ricky Fowler, you know, all, all these things. <laughs> why yeah. not the learn – The white belt. I like the white belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, why not how to how – to, why not learn how to – Use it correctly. If you're going to spend all that money, invest in it. It's like buying a, a sports car but not learning how to drive it correctly, right? I mean, Oh, yeah, and then when I get together with guys like Tim Freeze, what do you think we're talking about? You know, we're talking about golf swings and how people load the shaft in their downswing and then all these things that, um, you know, 
as golf professionals, you do day in and day out. It only makes you better. And um, and then you've got some of the best, you know, we've got some of the best golf and golf facilities in the country here in Western New York. Some of the best teachers. And uh, and we've been, you know, I've been fortunate coming up through the ranks that I've been, I've worked with some great teachers and they've made me better teachers. So uh, so that's what we're passionate about. I think you can hear it in our voices as we talk about yeah, and it. As, and to add on to that, these PGA professionals, they go through constant training. So <clears throat> they'll get together and we've got, for example, we've got one of the best teachers in and really the country, Michael Breed coming here yep. in the fall, and our PGA professionals are going to learn from him. They have education that continues. Right. So they keep learning and they keep learning the new tactics, and, and they're going to bring that to their members. Yeah, new ways to teach, new 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 things that we find out are important. Science has developed in golf. I mean, you take the TrackMan technology that's in golf now and how it's changed golf teaching. It's been it's it's been a revolution, actually. I mean, to, to have raw data and numbers on every shot has changed how we teach. Now, do you need that every time you're hitting golf balls? No. But does it give an instructor a baseline to know where to work? And when you, Especially when you're dealing with better players, that's when you can really start to fine-tune things that maybe you can't pick up when the club head's going 125 miles an hour at the golf ball. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis, and from the Western New York PGA, Steve Bartkowski with us here as we are live at the Western New York PGA cabin as Fox Valley here at Lancaster. Two hours today, Tim Freeze, who... Of course, uh, Western York PGA Pro down at Quail Hollow for the PGA Championship. He'll join us in hour number two to give us his perspective. He's had some unique things that he's doing this week. He's announcing uh, some of the players either off hole number one to start their round or as they walk up 18. I think one thing that some tournaments will do this if you haven't been at a pro event. Some tournaments they'll also they announce everybody announces you on hole one to start, but some also will do another welcome as they walk up the 18th, and I know that uh, Tim is a part of that as well. He How batting? That's right. <laughs> he got some FaceTime. Open champion. He did. They had that, uh, I think, Thursday, right? Yeah. He was on. Yeah. And, oh, uh, I, I wish I'd have seen that. He's got, <laughs> he's got some. He told he was all excited today. He said that he goes, I might have to come on about 15 minutes later. He goes, I'm in the media center doing some introductions. So I'm sure Tim's going to. He's excited. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know Tim. He's yeah, excited for I that. I will right? have to hear about this for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets geeked out for that stuff, as I would too. It's pretty cool, and uh, you know, and he does. He serves on the national board, so he's traveling. He's he's dealing with the day to day operations of a, a massive organization with tentacles throughout every state, and uh, and this is one of the rewards he gets to do cool stuff like that. What, one thing that I think I, we should mention too, because you know, we assume people that are listening to T D Grun right now are hardcore golfers, but we also know there's people that are listening here today, and. These th phrases we throw out all the time, and this is a week that I feel like it always deserves a little clarification of the PGA Championship, the PGA Tour, and you know, there's the USGA, and you know, at times when we talk about European and the R the RNA, what they do, and the European Tour, and the European yeah. Tour, and I feel like that, especially with the word PGA, I think a lot of p just casual golf fans that maybe there's a there's a lot of people that are that are sports fans in Buffalo. We know this passionate sports fan base here in western new york and people watch the majors but why is this tournament different steve it's the pga championship it's run by the pga of america how is this different from the other golf entities and just this tournament itself um and and maybe just a little clarification on, on these different bodies that are within golf because i'm sure there's people that even consider themselves golf fans that maybe don't know kind of what each entity does and what each group does. Yeah, Steve, do pe first, before you answer, yeah. don't, do people think you're a tour player when they see the PGA well, logo? My, my favorite thing is when growing up, when I started working in the PGA and 
um, my favorite question was, hey, do you know Tiger Woods? Yeah, right. <laughs> of course, yeah, I talk to him on a daily, day-to-day basis. That's right. um, now, the PGA Tour and the, the PGA of America and the USGA and the Masters, these are all different organizations. PGA Tour is more focused on the tournaments and the playing. PGA of America is the largest uh, sports industry in the world. So, like I say, the Western New York PGA, they're one of the 41 sections across the country um, that's part of the li- bigger body, like Tim Free sits on the national board. It's the uh, largest 20, sports 29,000 PGA professionals across the country, wow. and it's an organization. It's a member organization. So what the PGA of America does and what I do is we serve our PGA professionals. We help them with anything they need. Um, now, when you're talking major championships, if we go through um, starting with number one, the Masters, um, that's run by the Masters. They have their own committee that they run that tournament. Um, then you go on to the U.S. Open. That's run by the USJ, the amateur body. The United States Golf Association. United States Golf Association. Who also which does is handicapping. Correct. And they yes. do, and they're a big part of the rules. Of right. Golf. Correct. Rules and handicapping yeah. are their In conjunction forte. with the Royal Nation. Right. Come up Correct. with the rules of golf. Correct. So if you right. look, if you look from a, a perspective in our area. The Buffalo District Golf Association and the Rochester District Golf Association, they fall under the USGA. That's kind of their member organization, like the PGA of America is our member organization. Um, then you move on to the, the British Open or the Open. That's run by the RNA, the Royal and Ancient. And then you get to our major, the PGA Championship, and that's run by the PGA of America. Um, you know, we've got Tim Freeze, who's on our local board and who sits on the national board. He's there announcing on the tee because that's part of his duties. Um, all of the rules officials at the event this week are PGA professionals. They sit on the board at the national level. Um, and There's run 20 the event. PGA professionals. 20? Yep. Playing. PGA professionals right. that qualify Correct. for starting at our local events and then to the national event to get in this event also. Correct. And Tim last year played in the senior PGA. Just the senior version. Yeah, of it, yeah yes. we, just, we just actually had our, our local qualifier for – Next year. So there's basically two stages before you get to the PGA Championship. Every section runs a local qualifier, which we just held at Arrowhead in July. <clears throat> Tim Freeze actually won that event, and we had three that qualified for the National Professional Championship, which is a field of 312 PGA professionals for 20 spots into the PGA Championship. I bet that's easy to get through. But yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of our one of our partnerships with the PGA Tour. The PGA, PGA Championship started by the PGA of America. We bonded with the PGA Tour, um, and part of the agreement is that we get spots into what it is our event. I mean, obviously, they still have the Tiger Woods and the Rory McIlroys and Jordan Spieths that are, that are in there, but there's 20 club pros like Jeff Metis playing this week at uh, Quail Hollow, which is a pretty cool neat. Omar Aresti, I think, made the cut. He's yep. a, a PGA professional. And, and obviously it's hard because these guys, for the most part, are working day jobs. You know, we're giving lessons during the day. We're running tournaments. And, you know, to try to compete with the best athletes and the best players in the world, it's a nice opportunity for us. And now the amount of practice that the PGA professionals get versus the, the it's, tour pros, yeah, it's not, it's not yeah. even in the same ballpark. They'll hit more right? balls in a day than I will in a year, literally. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but now we're moving the PGA Championship to May. <laughs> that is the new announcement. We're moving yes. it to May. I think it's a, I I, think it's a great choice. I think so it's, do I. Yeah, I think it's I, a great I, choice. I, I think, um, like th- this was done a while ago. They, you know, they, they we, we floated the it. balloon <laughs> to see what the reaction was. But yeah, I think every, it was no secret that this was happening uh, in the world of golf. It makes sense. Uh, you know, the Players Championship used to be in March. It goes back to March, so um, that's that's a shift. It, the genesis of it too, because the PGA and PGA Tour are. Uh, big backers of the Olympics, golf and the Olympics. So 
you had that issue last year, uh, issue, but just really a compact schedule between the Open, the Olympics, and the PGA Championship, or I had that wrong, right? It went Open, PGA, then Olympics? Yes. Okay, so you had those, uh, you know, so closely together, and that's that's a lot of stress on the golfer. It, I know, boo-hoo for them, but you know what? You want the best competition you can. You want these guys at peak. I mean, it's mentally draining uh, to compete in those things. You want guys, and you want all the, the, the people competing, so... Um, what they've done is they made a big-time event, a major, if you will, in every month. Players, is called the fifth major. It's the biggest uh, tournament on the PGA Tour. So that happens in March. Masters in April. You've got the PGA Championship in May. U.S. Open in June. Open Championship July. And then the Tour Championship for the FedEx Cup in August. It all com- it gets completed before right. NFL starts. It ends before Bill season. Right. right. Perfect. Yes. It's good for that us, was, too. And yeah. That was, yeah, no, I think that you had the the playoffs, which started to build up, and then the week one of the NFL would come. And let's face it, it, we know it happens in this town, but there's a ton of people that love golf. The week one week one and two of the NFL, like people want to watch that, too. And, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that golfers also like watching the NFL. I know that in some sense they're competitors, but – there's nothing wrong with your hardcore Bills fan and your hardcore golfer at the same time, and it's tough. It's week one of the NFL, and oh, by the way, the third third leg of the PGA playoffs, PGA Tour playoffs, is going on at right. the same time. Like, I understand that conflict, and you know, one of the things that I think is smart is, hey, you finish it on Labor Day weekend, right before week one of the NFL, and now you're maximizing and you're getting that build up, and and essentially, as you said, Kevin, now the the big time tournaments start a little in the year now we always think in the northeast here well the golf season starts when the masters start well we might get that feeling a little earlier now with the players in march and the anticipation our seasons are kind of even weather-wise are getting better here i mean we can get the season going a little earlier you you have a gap between the majors like even even the players there's a pretty long gap between the masters and the players and then the u.s open so now you've closed that gap there's one every month Bing, bing, bing. it's over two months Right now, between the right. Masters and the U.S. Open, and you right. have then you have the Ryder Cup moving a little earlier in September. Poss- better, you know, they have more, but they have flexibility they have to more move. Flexibility, that. Yeah. absolutely. It to doesn't move have the Ryder to be Cup, President's right. Cup. Um, and then the, the the real good news. I read this right, right? Pete Bavacqua, PGA of America. Did I pronounce his last name right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Um, committed to Oak Hill. Hey, yeah, we're excited to go to Oak Hill in 2020. We were there last week. Um, you know, there, there was some like, well, well, we'll have to see. Like, we're planning for it. And, listen, we know the people in Western York, people in Rochester can get the build-out done. I mean, we're hardy people. They'll, they'll, right. they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll work and make it happen. And, and I think it was great um, for your organization to show faith in Oak, in Oak Hill, um, that great golf course, to say, you know, they're going to they're gonna be all right. They're going to make this happen. I think it's only going to help attendance at the PGA Championship in 2023. I mean, around here, when does golf season start? Yeah. Pools open on Memorial Day weekend. <clears throat> That's when everyone gets excited about golf around here. Yeah, next so, year, I'm waiting a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think it's going to be a, a home run of event here, and I think moving forward um, for the PGA of America and Pete Pavak was a smart guy. He gets it. Um, TV ratings are higher than people are more excited about golf than in August. I think it's going to be home run all around, and, and Oak Hill is a top class facility, oh. top hundred in the world. They're they're going to have no issue getting the golf Places course ready or anything ready. Hosted, I mean, they've hosted everything you could possibly host in the history of golf. They're so hosting they, the Senior PGA 2019 in May. Yeah, it's no yeah. different. So it's not they're not going to have a problem. The only thing is the weather could be poor, um, as we know. But, but it could be poor anywhere. Hey, right? Here's Seriously. saw this yesterday for the sixth year in a row. The PGA Championship has had a weather delay due to 
due to rain, thunderstorms, that sort of thing. In August. In May, there's the thunderstorm chance right. is much lower. So, yes, snow. you might have colder <laughs> temperatures, but I can guarantee you that players would rather throw on a sweater or a sweatshirt or whatever than have to deal with playing 95 degrees down in Charlotte. Yes. Do you, yeah. you know what I want to see? I know we're doing a long segment here, but yeah. we've got two hours, so we can, we can you know, I, I know the executive producer of the show. He's sitting across from <laughs> me. But anyhow, um, I'll be interested to see if they move the Tour Championship around, like give – Different um, courses, you're saying? Yeah, well, yeah. well maybe maybe uh, Atlanta Athletic Club gets a PGA Championship down the road, and that year the Tour Championship goes uh, Hazeltine or something. Like, basically, yeah. to me, to see if they th- that gets moved a little bit. I know it's tied to Coca Cola, a big sponsor uh, of the PGA Tour with the Tour Championship, but I, I think it opens itself up. Uh, Jay Monahan, the tour, PGA Tour Commissioner, um, who is a very good and genuine guy. <laughs> Um, I said there's a lot of logistics to work out. I think that might be part, could be part of the discussions. There's tournaments that are going to have to be moved and shifted. WGC event in Mexico might have to be shifted for the Players' Championship. So there's a lot of things that are, are going to be at work, and I also think it's going to make some more attractive events in the fall too yeah. uh, because of some of the movement of, of tournaments. So all around, I mean, there's 46 weeks they compete, um, the professionals do, PGA to 46 weeks uh, out of 52. So I, I think it's going to really make it a, a great attractive schedule in the heart of that season. Uh, gonna, it's gonna, there's great tournaments in February, but you got March through yeah. August. It's going to be great. I think it makes sense. And I think for if we're solely looking at it from a PGA championship perspective, I think it's I think it's it's about as good as you can get in and, terms of a And 2019, quick note, they're playing the PGA championship right at Bethpage. Right. In New York, and then they come down the road for the Senior PGA Championship. It's a cool little trip that you can do. Cool, yeah. Hit up That's both right. spots in New York. I'm in. That's I'm right. in. We're in. We'll do I'm, the shows both on qual- site. Yes. I'll be old enough to play in both of them. <laughs> uh, that'll be great. Perfect. Yeah, yeah if you play. I better start working on my you, game. You, yeah. yeah, I'll caddy for you. All right. That's a lot right. of hills. Guys. Come on, you're Jeff Metis. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, Magic. you ever walk Bethpage Black? Might have to kill yes, Jeff I, after a while. Matter of fact, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, that I is know. a. Uh, it's a tough walk without a bag of clubs. Better <laughs> double knot those shoes, man. That's you, right. get, you get three golf balls. That's all you get in your bag, Jeff. That's right. All right, seven thirty. We got to take a break here. We're a little late here. When we come back, we will discuss the PGA Championship. A couple of big names near the top of the leaderboard. We'll get Steve Barkowski's take on what he has uh, seen so far from Quail Hollow. Tim Freeze, PGA Pro from Transit Valley. He's down there working the event, and we'll get his take in hour number two. And we may have some guests along the way here from Fox Valley as well. So we're at the Western York PGA Cabin here in Lancaster at the Fox Valley Club. Steve Barkowski, Kevin Sylvester, Jeff Minas, I'm Brian Colesio. More T to Green coming up here. We're on for two hours today till 9 a.m. on WGR. Welcome back, T.D. Green here at the cabin, the Western New York PGA cabin here at Fox Valley Club in Lancaster. Brian Colesiel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis, and the executive director of the Western New York PGA, Steve Barkowski, with us here. Talking PGA Championship. Yes, it is time now for our Encore Golf and Cobra Puma Golf check of the PGA Tour leaderboard. They are at Quail Hollow this week for the fourth major of the year. And Hideki Matsuyama, who won last week in Akron, is tied for the lead with Kevin Kisner. Matsuyama, a very impressive 7-under par round yesterday. He's 8-under for the tournament. Kevin Kisner is also tied 
at minus eight. He was four under yesterday, so Matsuyama just was lights out in Akron, and right now you'd say is in the driver's seat. He and Kisner at minus eight. Jason Day's putter is heating up. He is at minus six, two off the lead. Francisco Molinari, a nice strong finish to his round yesterday. He's amongst a three-way tie for the lead that includes Louis Eustazen and Chris Stroud, who has to finish some holes this morning on his round. It was called due to darkness last night. So some groups did not finish. They're out of the course this morning right now. And three under par groups include three recognizable names, Ricky Fowler, Paul Casey, and Justin Thomas. uh, Thomas yesterday had a five under par round yesterday. Other news and uh, notable names here, Brooks Kepka, the U.S. Open champion, is amongst the only 11 golfers that are under par. He is minus one. Other names of note probably that uh, people are interested in. Well, let's see how Jordan Spieth's quest is going here uh, for the Grand Slam. Not the greatest. He is at plus three, shot a two over yesterday, and is 11 off the lead. No one in the history of the PGA Championships come back from double digits after two rounds. So history would say that the uh, Grand Slam talk will have to wait at least for one more year there. The runner-up at the Open, Matt Kuchar, is also at plus three. John Rahm had a great day one, had a very bad day yesterday. Four-over round, he is also at plus three. Roy McIlroy, one shot better, is at plus two. Some of the big names that will not be playing the weekend. I should mention the defending champion, by the way. Jimmy Walker is plus eight. He won't play the weekend. Jim Furyk, plus 12. He's not going to play the weekend, as will not Phil Mickelson. First time he in 22 is at years, plus I heard. 11. Yeah. 20. Phil Mickelson loves that golf course. He's had great, yeah. great track record there well, as well. He used to love that golf course. Absolutely. <laughs> I think he's in the he's in the coast mode. So, Mr. Mickelson, really? That's what I think. Yeah, he's plus eleven. He got rid of his caddy. He's doing other things. Yeah, he's he's almost fifty. Yeah, he's let's, old. Let's get a quick thought on Matsuyama. Tore up Firestone last week, yeah. 61 final round, reminiscent of what Tiger had done at that tournament in terms of just the, the quality of play. Yesterday, that second nine after the rain delay came and guys were actually able to hit at pins, he was locked in. Now, if th- there was enough rain that it's going to be softer conditions again today, I I mean, he just looks like the, he is locked in right now with that unique swing where it's like a two-second pause at the top yeah. and then he comes back down. I want you to break down his swing in a second, right. Jeff. But just well, listen, Matsuyama is in that category. He's in that select group, and we don't talk about him enough, by the way. Well, he goes away, but he's in that select group: Spieth, Jason Day, Dustin Johnson, McElroy. Roy McIlroy. I'll even throw Fowler in that group. Uh, he's kind of on the outside of it, but and I, I might be missing somebody else. But he's in that group where when they're locked in, they're on. Yeah. They're nearly unbeatable. And Matsuyama is playing that way right now. He played that way earlier in the year, uh, and he's playing that way now. You know, last week at Firestone, and he's also one of those players that seems to get better. Like when he's on, he gets better as the week progresses. So I expect him. I don't expect him to waver uh, this weekend. I expect him to really give a push there. Kisner, by the way, um, love that guy. Great guy to root for. Um, you know, he's hitting fairways. And that's, I mean, that's the only key at, at any golf course. But for him, if he's hitting fairways, uh, you know, look out. But I, Matsuyama, I think, is a better pressure putter um, than Kisner. You know, if we're just talking about those two leaders right now. Jason Day is going to be the interesting one to me to see what he does today because he's a, a roller coaster player this year, up and down. Uh, let's get a thought from, uh, from Steve and Jeff here on Matsuyama's swing. It's different. 
there's quite a bit of a pause at the top of his swing. What's what are uh, it's maybe something you wouldn't teach, right? But he like he obviously uh, he does quite well with it. Yeah, I mean, if you look at his swing on video, mechanically, it's awesome. But yeah. there is that peculiarity in the top of his backswing. He isn't actually pause. I mean, his lower body is starting to go the other way. It's just yes. a, it's a very slow change of direction where more people have a little bit more. It dynamic. looks like there's a pause. Yes. Right. It looks like there's a pause. He probably was coached up. You never know. It may have been a drill or something that really worked well for him when he was coached up, or or some part of his personality or makeup that makes him have that type of change of direction. Um, it's not something I'd ever worry about or coach out, but I would never tell someone. They used to tell you to pause at the top. It's more of a feeling as you unwind slowly from the ground up and once you get to the top of your backswing. But, um, but yeah, obviously powerful, strong man. I mean, just uh, he's got everything you could look for. But the swing, there's zero concern for me with that pause at the top. And I just, when I look at it, I look at the angles and I look at the club base and I look at how his body's turning and his pivot, and I see nothing that I would not like there. Well, just to add on to that, I mean, you know how good Ernie Els is. He made mm-hmm. a comment about Matsuyama and said that when, when Matsuyama is on, he's the best ball striker in the world. So coming from Ernie Els, he said he's got a work ethic like Vijay Singh. Mm-hmm. said he's always the last guy in the range, last guy in the practice area. And I think the biggest difference in, in his game recently is his putting. He's worked hard on his putting, and you see him making these six-footers now uh, more regularly. So. Yeah. I think that's his, this. Sh- How about being called the best ball striker in the world by Ernie Els? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, he's seen a few guys. Yeah. 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 That's uh, that's pretty good. And uh, he, like you say, he's one of the when he gets hot. He's, yep. you're, I agree with you. He's one of those players. He can go low. He can handle the heat. He's he's been there. He's a. Uh, it'll be fun to watch. He Did, is. I, I like the ahead. I like the comparison to Sing. Uh, the, the work, work ethic. ethic. And yeah. I, I think back to earlier this year. Um, uh, the term it eludes me, but he was disgusted with his, how he hit the ball and he almost hold it. Now it's in an ace. He, he does right? that. Right? He's just of, like, yeah. oh, yeah. He, he lets go of the, he, on his drive sometimes. He lets go of the club with one hand, and you it, think it's off, and it's, right. it's dead center. It's like Hashik. <laughs> like when, you know, Hashik, yeah. everything had to be perfect. If things were perfect, he was totally upset with himself. Uh, the great seek perfection. And when shots that we deem, and you're watching it, and you're like, wow, that's a pretty good shot. And, and they're mad because they know they missed their spot. The, the great ones are really hard on themselves. They, they seek perfection with it. And uh, that's why they get upset when you like, – what is he upset about? That's a great shot. No, yeah, no, 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 no. He's going for something better. You don't have to explain it to me, Kev. I, I understand I, that. I, I know about if, you, if you yes. look at the face of the clubs with these tour players and even our PGA professionals, it's – you know, the the ball spot is so small. And, you know, when you and I maybe go yeah. out and hit the ball, it's right. on the toe. It's They're on not the toe-hooking so. anything, yeah. <laughs> no. Well, and, and and a lot of that, if you look at the swings now, they're more homogenous than they were 20 years ago, 30 years ago on the t- on the tour. You'd see more, you'd see your Corey Pavins or your, you know, some of the outlier-type swings. And you don't see much of that now because the instructions got better, the fitness has got better, the players have got better, and he's, he's a product of all that. I mean, all these guys, you can actually look back and these are products of Tiger Woods now because of what he brought to the game. And I, you know that someone like Gary Player is rooting for Matsuyama in a week like this because he's all about the glow. Is he every tweet he sends out hashtag global game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he right? lo- he loves to see it grow across the whole world. And for Matsuyama to win, think about what oh. it would do in Japan just to, P- if he's able to get that done this week. PGA Junior League which is, which is one of the PGA of America initiatives. We got a it's a fun scramble event where these kids get jerseys and play around the area and go to national championships. It started in China this year. They're growing the PGA Junior League into China, so it is going into a global game which is pretty cool to see. Did I ever tell you guys how the the you know the Japanese uh t- media teams cover oh, Matsuyama? 
uh, it, it, in Tanahara. Um, it's unbelievable how hard those crews work. And what they'll do is they send out – there's like a team of four that they'll send out with each golfer, right? And they are um, covered from head to toe, um, you know – you know, they got every armband in the world. Yeah, yeah. They don't want any sun issues, and and, yeah. and they're like, they must be cold. I don't know, but I'm just like, I can't believe. But they're running. They are running up the fairways, and so they have someone record. They have two guys recording golf shots for radio yeah. uh, in, in Japan, and they'll run ahead. So one guy will run up, you know, after the tee shot, and he'll call the shot. The other guy will run up to the green to call, and they just they run the whole course. I'm like. <laughs> Guys, you need to slow down here. <laughs> Union Kev says you got to slow down. That's but right. it's really impressive in the passion they have for um, you know their countrymen. I can't see you running up fairways. Kevin's no, looking, I, Kevin's looking no, for the closest golf course. Right. Can I, I hop on? I do have a strictly no-run policy. That's right. So. That's right. Uh, before we go to break here, I want to answer a tweet. And uh, I know I think, Steve, you got the same tweet too here. Uh, this is f- listening this morning. Barb Paul. Barb, thank you for listening. Good morning, Barb. That's right. She says, I haven't golfed in 20 years. Any suggestions on where to start to get in shape and ready to play again? Steve, Absolutely. I'll let you I, take that. I actually got the email from Barb. So, yeah. Barb, thanks for reaching out. Um, I think you mentioned fitness in the email. Um, there, there's one place that comes to mind around here locally with fitness, and that's Bob Gosh. He's a PGA professional. It's called Discover Golf Performance. Um, he knows everything about the body and getting your body ready for the golf swing. But sitting across the table from you as well, Jeff Metis, um, these PGA professionals, really anyone you go to knows the movement of the body. Um, and, and what's going to get you ready for how you need to swing the club. And they know your ten- they learn your tendencies and what you can do and what you can't do with your body so that they improve your swing based on your physical ability. So, so what I would say to you, Barb, is, and I'll send you, I'll reply to the email later with a few options for mm-hmm. you. But um, TPI certified guys would be another way yes, to, to go through. Correct. If you're looking for someone, Mark Rosa. We Mark had Rosa him on from good. Wanaka. He's from a, Wanaka, yeah. Yeah, so you go through these physical screenings. They run you through a series of tests that uh, for movements you need in your golf swing, and then they'll give you stretches or drills or, or exercises to where you have deficiencies or weaknesses that will inhibit a golf swing so you can overcome those. And that's and that's something golf professionals learn throughout their year. So go see – you see that PGA logo, you know you'll get a, a very competent uh, – well-schooled instructor. Absolutely. And, Barb, we'll, we'll talk about where you're based out of right now, and I'll kind of give you some suggestions based on your area and then uh, help you any way you can. You mentioned TPI certified. There is another uh, guy, he was an avid listener to the show, Mark over Advantage Fitness on Walden in Lancaster. I think he's TPI. Okay. He's a, Yeah, it's a new range that's opening up. Yeah. He's, he's going to be hiring a few PGA professionals in there and uh, – Pretty soon. Yeah, so, so you pretty met exciting Mark. Yeah, yeah, I had a chance to talk with him, and uh, he's gone through you know TPI uh, Institute certified. Yeah, so I, I if do, you're looking for that, yeah, I so. did level one and didn't go much further than that with it, or started. Obviously, yeah, but yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you look at the tour players now compared to the tour players back in the day. Mm-hmm. They're just they're so fit and, and in shape compared to back in the day with John Daly and, and oh, yeah. Craig Stadler. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The Walrus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I hearken back to those yeah, days. Yeah. I admire those guys. Yeah. You know? Kevin, you are more of an old school guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, I remember Thank playing you. in tournaments, and everybody smoked cigarettes. So you'd be on the yeah. TV, hey, you got a dirt? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my my goal, actually, is, and I explained this, uh, you know, to my doctor. So this is ahead of my annual physical <laughs> next week. Listen, I, I, I You're prepping far. him right now? Yeah, I'm prepping him right now. Look, at I, I, I've spent a lot of money on, uh, you know, some suits and clothes. I need to stay in those. You know, if I lose a lot of weight, then i got to buy new stuff. I can't, can't afford that. Good logic. So just stay in this size just going forward. Sounds good. Right? Isn't that good logic? It's an economic decision, really. Yeah. Yeah, not a lifetime. <laughs> You're thinking about your family yeah. at this point. No, too, I'm just thinking about me, yeah. frankly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, time out here from the cabin, uh, the West New York PGA yeah. cabin at Fox Valley Club here in Lancaster with Steve Barkowski, Jeff Metis, Kevin Sylvester. I'm Brian Koziel. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more PGA Championship and also a big championship coming up for the West New York PGA when we return after this on Tee to Green. We're with you till 9 a.m. this morning on WGR. Seven fifty-one, back here on Tee to Green from the Western New York PGA Cabin at Fox Valley. Brian Colesiel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Steve Barkowski with us for another segment from the West New York PGA. As uh, we are with you for two hours this week. Tim Freeze, PGA Pro from Transit Valley, is down at Quail Hollow working the PGA Championship. He's going to join us in our second hour. We'll also get our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week. And uh, we'll also get some other things going throughout uh, our second hour here today on WGR. So we, during the break here, I, listen, this is what golfers will be talking about on the first tee this morning with their buddies is, did the Bills make a good trade yesterday? I'm going I'm to give you my 12-year-old son's evaluation of it. Yes. One, he says, all right, who wants my Sammy Watkins jersey? Um, and then number two, um, it's like, we got Jordan Matthews? Oh, he's pretty good. I use him in Madden all the time. So, yeah. hey, there you go. Um, you know, there's the, listen, long term, it makes sense from a business side of things. Yep. On the immediate part, I don't like it immediately because I think Watkins is a more dynamic player than Jordan Matthews. And by dynamic, I mean, I mean you can just target him and he can dominate a game. Um, he can break a tackle and go. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm not saying Matthews isn't good. I think Watkins is better. Right. Hel- Matthews has some health issues too, but Watkins, I think, has long-range health issues for the amount of money you have to put into him. And Brandon Bean said signability twice in that press conference. And I think that's what really came down to it is, is this guy going to sign for what we want to pay right. him? It's, and the answer is no. It's unfortunate in the fact that there's no one that would disagree that of the four players involved in those trades yesterday, the best player is Watkins. Yeah. And it's exactly the discussion that we've been having for years for the Sabres is try to get those superstars. Those are the, those are the reasons sure. that they put you over the top. And ultimately, Doug Whaley probably was thinking that Watkins could be a superstar. And I want to add Darby, that, right? Uh, Right. Yeah, Darby, as someone uh, commented on buffalosportspage.com, cheap plug right there. Anyways, check it out if you haven't already, buffalosportspage.com. Someone on our story said about Ron Darby, he said, uh, guy was a dumpster fire last year. I'm like, okay, well, there's an appropriate comment. <laughs> Maybe a little little overstated. But I would have made the trade, though. I, if you put those in front of me, I would say I might have pulled the trigger. It seemed like a good it, deal. It's hard to the timing because everybody's really excited at the start of the season. Mm. Had this maybe been done in May. Correct. And there's not the anticipation of, hey, maybe the Bills could do well this year finally. Then it might have. Well, and if it didn't happen it, right after a game, I mean, it was so yeah. shocking because Watkins and looked great. And he played great. great. Yeah. Yeah, he looked great. And, you you know, don't that, tell me he wasn't showcased. Yeah, Come on. Showcase. Like, we're not stupid here. Yeah. You you came out there. We're running all these plays to Watkins. Well, A, you're going to play him, use him. But that was a showcase move. Right. Totally. Speaking of showcase. That's, 
Western New York PGA Championship this oh. week. We've got nice a big event. There, yeah. On the, on well the topic of That's why we bring you in, Jeff. Yeah. On the topic Professional of radio. Right yeah, the topic there. of big showcases. Cobblestone right. Country Club. Cobblestone Ooh. Creek Country Club. It's a great Club. place. Yep. Hosting, they hosted in 1997 was their last section championship. John Hacker I was there. came out victorious. Yeah, I think uh, I Brook Lee Country Club head professional. But we run six major championships for our PGA professionals in the area. And our really our biggest one, I think, our section championship is coming to Cobblestone Creek. Monday and Tuesday. So once you're done watching the PGA Championship, if you're around here, come out to Cobblestone Creek, watch some of the PGA, best PGA professionals in the area. I want to make sure, Neil Reedy? Neil Reedy is yes. the head pro there. there He's a very good player, very nice yeah. guy. Yep. Um, we have 54 PGA professionals teeing up. Tee time start 7.30 Monday morning. We'll have live nine-hole scoring the first day. And then the second day, we'll have live hole-by-hole scoring of the professionals. So you can follow right on WNYPGA.com. Some of the best pros in the area. I love that course. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's, impressive. it's phenomenal. It's yeah. impressive. Uh, it's fun to nice play. Test. Yeah, it's a visually stunning facility. Yes. Yeah, and uh, fun to play. There's room to hit it. You think Freezer will make 14 birdies in two rounds again? No, probably not there. That was no. impressive. No, yeah. that the was greens really there. Oh, but, no. Yeah, there's someone to light it up because there's good players. And, uh, and Jay Sutherland's defending his title. He won at Ridgemont last year, and he could be the, I think, the sixth PGA professional to go back to back in this tournament ever. Lonnie Nielsen, I think, has gone back to back a few times. And Once or twice. Do you have odds on these guys? I do not. I, I got to stay out of that. Vegas. Just kidding. Maybe I should start that business. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, but be sure to follow along. You know, these guys are are pretty darn good. And and, and after the excitement of the PGA Championship, this is our biggest championship. Right. So at a nice facility, great mm-hmm. facility. So it yeah, I'm disappointed I'm missing it, but uh, yeah, those guys are. It's fun to go and play in those type of events. As a golf professional, this is this is our chance to compete too, you know. So we like to work on our games hard, just like the members do, and uh, and it pays off when you get to play in a championship like that and play well. Steve, um, the cabin here where we're at inside. I'm just going to tweet out a couple of pictures for those that want to see it at Brian WGR on Twitter. Uh, the West New York PGA Hall of Fame is here, and it's open to the public, right? If people want to come see it, is that right? Yes, we're open 8:30 to 4:30 Monday through Friday. Um, we've got some impressive names in our Hall of Fame. You, you go from the, the last head pro at Oak Hill Country Club, Craig Harmon, to, to Jeff Sluman, who's going to be inducted actually into the Hill of Fame at, at Oak Hill this coming week, um, to some of the best amateurs in the area. Cookie Berger is one of the best female amateurs in golf in the area here. Great name, too. Lancey Smith. Lancey Smith. Right. Lancey Smith. Yeah, we have have a bunch of plaques and some memorabilia. We have, I think, Jeff Sluman's trophy in there as well. So anytime you want to come out, give us a call. We'd we'd love to have you out here walk through really the the history of golf. Oh, the rich In Western New York. Jeff is part of this rich history. He's the honorary president of the Western New York PGA. Did you see? I'm part of the rich history. (laughs) The whole montage to Jeff in there? I was going to say, the Jeff Metis wing? We've got a safe space. We got a, a spot safe for Jeff. Right. Do you see the, the construction for the whole second right. floor is all for Jeff? Right. That's why the cranes are here. Yeah. <laughs> Capital campaign starts next week. <laughs> the meanest wing. I tried when I was president. They didn't go for it. Yes. That's, somehow that didn't go through the budget. Uh, no. so actually, we have we have a lot of history in there. And actually, we, we just found recently the section championship coming up. We we had the past champions dated to, I want to say it was only through about eighty five. And we found a book that had our champions from 1927. The section started in 25. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're coming up on our 100-year history. But we have the past champions of our section championship dated back to 1927. There's some pretty good names on there. Oh, I bet. Is that uh, yes. he'd be on there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've, uh, he won the U.S. Amateur, right? Yes. Uh, but he, won the, you know, he finished second in the U.S. Amateur. Right. Is that, yeah. we've, got, we've had some good players in this section. Did uh, who, 
who else was it? Oh, uh, Hagen, would he have been in our section? He was, but he was never on he that. He never played in our event? Okay. No, I, Walter Hagen is in the, the Hall of Fame, though. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Yes. I think he's have. one of the first ones to be inducted. Yeah, he's a, he's a legend from the West New York area. Yeah, mm -hmm. we've got a bunch of them. Lonnie Nielsen, who's played on the PGA Tour, played on the Champions Tour, and still plays in this area. And I see Nielsen's bag is in there, too. Yeah. Was that uh, PGA do, Cup? Was that from the PGA yeah, Cup? Yeah, it was PGA yeah. Cup. Yeah, that's a pretty cool spot in there, too. But, no, lots of cool plaques, even just from the Oak Hill, some of the Oak Hill events. Sure. All, you know, we were there last week and, of course, rattled off all the incredible uh, major events that have been there, and you've got a lot of memorabilia in there from that, too. So, yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool spot if you're – if you want to come by and check it out, uh, Steve, they can just give you a call and give us a call. make sure somebody's here to let, let them in. Yeah. And, right? during, the, during the tournament season, we're, we're out and about running events, but uh, give us a call. Most of the time we're here 830 to 430 on Monday through Friday. And come on in and check it out. Yeah, it is worth the worth the trip, especially if you're out this way. It's pretty neat. Hey, we always we oh, always no, have sorry. coffee on too. So yeah. that's right. Before we let you go, Steve, I know that you've got. Yeah, a, if I'm here, a busy I'll take you golfing. How's that? That's yeah. right. That's there you awesome. Go. Fox. Um, right. Before we let you go here, just I know we answered Barb on air, but anybody listening again that has a question about golf, getting back going in it, uh, there's gonna somebody's gonna watch the PGA Championship this weekend. And say, you know what, I should get back playing again. Or where's their first step? Their first step is to contact your local PGA professional, and you can, if you want, you can contact me directly, and I can uh, send you to the right person in your area, or you can find right online. Uh, go to PGA.com, and you can search your, your professionals based on your zip code. There's but a pro finder, it's called, a, right? There is a pro finder. Um, that is your best bet. Find your PGA professional or contact the Western New York PGA, and we'll get you started in the right area. And um, if you're a parent and you think, wow, that'd be cool if I get my kid in, invited into in, or started into the game of golf, mm -hmm. we have amazing opportunities. We had, like I said, 242 uh, junior tour players this year. Um, we're hoping to get even more next year. So contact us for that. We'll hook you up with our junior tour. And, you know, we what we do with, with the Western New York PGA, if you're worried about, hey, I'm not good enough or my kid's not good enough, that's not what it's about. We're trying to get you involved in the game and have some fun. We'll teach you along the way. We'll figure it out, and you don't have to shoot 72 to come out and play. And what I'd like to say is just because they're at a private club doesn't mean they can't teach people right. that aren't members. So reach out to those private clubs mm -hmm. and those golf professionals. Um, those are the guys that are the best. So reach out to them. Oftentimes they are able to teach you, and, and they'd love to because we love getting new golfers. I mean, they're the fun ones to teach. I mean, Because the enthusiasm is really yeah, high. The yeah, the enthusiasm. They're, they're just being exposed to how cool the game is. And, and, and you see, I mean, we have this three-holer group at, at Park Club, and just week to week watch them get better at three holes and have more and more fun. For me, that's a lot of fun. Right. And even in the off season, there's there's indoor te oh, teaching yeah. spaces that PGA professionals have, and they they'd be happy to do it. So, yep. absolutely. Yep. Well, Steve, thanks again for having us here today. And uh, I know I will speak uh, for Kevin as well here to say that uh, if if you're listening to the show and you like regularly listening to our show, the West New York PGA is one of the big reasons why we're on the air every week. They're a huge supporter of Tita Green. Yeah, you know, each uh, uh, top of the show, you hear liners from it. Uh, the people that make the show possible. Um, to be on WGR, and we appreciate you know WGR's partnership with the show also. But the Western PGA, thank you to you guys and all your members uh, who helped make this show happen. And all the golf pros that have us on in their uh, in their shops yep. in the morning, we appreciate it. And all the comments and the snarky comments that I get from my you get, peers. You do get some feedback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to continue to Everybody's an expert. That's you know, right. they, they, the guys in the first tee over here, they, they're – they're heckling me. I don't know if they want us to, you know, give the give the call. They're opening tee shots or not here, but yeah. we've done that at other places, and uh, it's it's been with mixed reviews. Some people love it. Some guys pretty much the same kind of reviews Jeff gets from his colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> mixed. 
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, they're not mixed. <laughs> well, I do appreciate you, you for having me on here. And, you know, speaking about the partnership, you know, we're very appreciative for what you do for us. You know, I didn't, we didn't mention it on this show today, but there's a charitable arm of the Western New York PGA, which is a majority of what we do. We want to get people involved in the game of golf. So Jeff Medes and PGA professionals go out and teach veterans for free. They get kids into the game of golf. And the only way we can do things like that are through fundraising efforts. So uh, this, this tee to green show, you gentlemen raised over close to $2,000 for our foundation with the duster challenge. So I know our PGA professionals and myself included um, are very appreciative of what you did and how you support our game. So thank you as well for everything. Our pleasure. Thank we you. hope to double that next year. Oh, that's it. our goal. Love it. Yeah, yeah okay. we, and we love doing the show every week, no doubt. We need so. a bigger uh, putting green to that's double the. Let's start building it. Let's nah, build we'll just stay a longer day. We'll just need more beer. That's all right. right. Saturday. <laughs> thanks, all day Saturday. Thanks for uh, letting us borrow Jeff every week for the show, too. <laughs> that, that would be the park club we have to thank. That's that. right. And them as well. Okay, time out here. We, thanks to Steve Barkowski from the West New York PGA. And when we come back, hour number two, Tim Freeze, PGA Pro, is going to join us from Quell Hollow. We'll get our West New York PGA Tip of the Week and more to come here as we're at Fox Valley on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.